Hey guys, it's Allie Marasco. Welcome to In the Limelight, um, a podcast that I host right here. I have been thinking lately and I just felt an urge to start back up again. Um, I had a really rough like six months and just doing anything was extremely difficult. So I unfortunately had to stop the podcast, even though I really loved it. And um, the past couple of months, I've just been feeling this strong creative energy to create content again and start conversation. And, you know, I still get messages um, from listeners, even though I stopped and it just kind of felt like the perfect time to start working on this again. So I hope that you enjoy this um, quote unquote first episode as much as I enjoyed kind of putting it together. And I think it's going to be a really good um, season from here on out with a lot of patient stories, um, some chat about like relationships and dating. Um, That's a question I get a lot just through Instagram. So I think it'll be a good season. So if there's anything else you want to hear about, um, just feel free to send me a message on Instagram, which is Allie Timoresco, and I will make sure that it gets included. So yeah, hello again. It's me. Um, I thought in this episode, I would just kind of reflect on two years of being di- diagnosed with Lyme disease and um, just kind of talk about like that milestone and what it means for me and just kind of catch you up on what my treatment looks like now and kind of what's going on in my life so that you're updated then for the rest of the season and the conversations that I have with my guests. So I guess I'll do just like a little refresher on me personally in my case. Um, I know it's a lot longer for some people, but I spent two years just really sick and no one could figure out what was wrong with me like so many other people out there, um, and went, you know, from doctor to doctor and was told either that nothing was wrong or that, you know, I had thyroid cancer or like all of these like crazy things. Cause doctors were just trying to fit me in a box, which as you know, like Lyme disease, there's over a hundred symptoms. You can't really be fit in a box with Lyme. So eventually I saw a doctor at the Rabie Institute at Northwestern that had actually treated me when I was little and I had this weird like microplasmonia. Um, And he was like the only doctor that could get me better. So I hunted him down and I found him again at the Rabie Institute and he tested me for Lyme. And sure enough, that is what I had. So I started seeing a doctor in Wisconsin about two years ago. And then he fortunately or unfortunately left the practice. So then I started seeing the founder of the practice and I actually really started to see improvements after um, I started seeing him. So yeah, that has been good. And I think we're really starting to get to the bottom of certain things. Um, Because really, according to like my treatment and um, other people that have been doing like the same treatment as me and are now in remission, like I should really be getting better. And um, I just haven't been. So I went through like all the autonomic testing for dysautonomia and sure enough, I have like POTS and um, tachycardia and like these three things with my blood circulation on my heart. 
So we're actually trying to get approval for sub-QIG, which is like a, I don't want to say less intensive because it's still very intense, but it's a less intensive form of IVIG. So we've just been like battling it out with the insurance company. And I'm, I know everyone knows how that goes, um, but I'm still hopeful. Somebody else at my practice just got approved for it. So just trying to stay positive. Um, so that's kind of what's going on with my treatment and um, in my life right now. And then I just wanted to reflect a little bit on like what I thought when I was first diagnosed and how different that actually is from reality, just because like when you get diagnosed with Lyme disease, you think, oh, great, like I have an answer. I'm not crazy, but you have no idea like what lies ahead in your treatment and like this battle. And like there's absolutely a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but it's a lot more difficult to get to that light than you would think. So like my first doctor had told me, oh, six months of treatment and you'll be fine. Cause I was so young when I got diagnosed, I was 22 and I think he thought I would just bounce back. Um, and then like during this period, I was trying to find like information and resources online and was just like struggling to make sense of it. Cause there's so much crap and like, um, like differing opinions, like you just don't know who to listen to, which is why I started originally this podcast in the first place, because I just wanted to put out education and resources that were like, so simple to understand for like a lay person. Um, and that like, I personally would enjoy. So that was good. Um, and then also just reflecting back you know, I realized because before I got sick, I had a PR firm. I had 12 clients. Like I was crazy busy and it was really unhealthy. And I think that one of the hardest things for me in getting sick and having to kind of put like a pause on my career and working is that I realized I like equated my career and what I was accomplishing to my self-worth, which like looking back, like it's not okay. You know, we're so much more than working in our career. And I just, you know, I still like, I have these conversations with people that are sick and people that aren't even sick, like my friends. And we just shouldn't let that like society norm define us. You know, we are worth so much more than that. And there's so many other ways to live a rich, fulfilling life that it's like disappointing that we're kind of like trained to equate our career with success. Um, so I just wanted to say that and mention that like, if you are either struggling in your career or you're not working right now because of treatment, you are still kicking ass and going through treatment is basically a full-time job. As my therapist tells me <laughs> when I have these like mini like crisis breakdowns of like, I shouldn't be here at 26. Like I should be doing all these other things. Um, you know, you're worth more than that. And there's so many other ways to be fulfilled. Like people always think that I work for global Lyme Alliance and I don't, I'm just a volunteer. And in a way, like getting Lyme disease changed my life for the better. Cause it just made me so much more appreciative of things. And it completely changed my passion, you know, for helping others. So now like my work with GLA and my advocacy work for patients like is my life's passion and I will always do that, which is why I do like all these things and all the fundraising. And, um, it's been a really good thing for me 
to like channel um, my energy and like creative energy into. And it still gives me something to focus on because, you know, I used to be in PR and events and it just lets me like focus my more like career focused skills into my passion to help others, which I think should just always be our life goal. Um, so I know I already chatted a little bit about all the pot stuff and um, how it impacts your blood flow to your heart and that we're just waiting on IVAG approval. So I'm just hoping to start improving and then be able to do more like once I, once like the heart racing and the shallow breathing kind of like settle down a little bit. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm excited because I'm hosting a fundraiser for GLA that actually sold out um, on May 9th and we're hosting a brunch and conversation with Aaron Walker. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and Juliana Zobrist, who is like amazing. She is the wife of Cubs MVP Ben Zobrist, and she's an author and a singer. She is hosting the conversation with Erin. So I just think like bringing these two really amazing, strong women together to have this conversation about Lyme disease and how it impacts your life is so special. So I'm very excited about that. And then I also just started working on um, the big gala that I host in Chicago in August. I think it's August 22nd this year. The Sublime Story, where we bring about 15 um, top chefs from Chicago together to cook a gluten and dairy-free dish for all of our guests. And we have about 400 people come. I think last year we raised about $120,000 for GLA. So I'm really hoping to do a little bit more this year. Um, and then I guess that kind of brings me back to maybe like the hardest thing um, besides like the POTS diagnosis that happened in my life this year um that I which is kind of why I like went underground for a little bit unfortunately and sadly and tragically um my co-chair for the sublime soiree passed away in September um after our second annual soiree and it was just it was horrible. It was really, I mean, I really can't imagine how, you know, her family feels or what they're still experiencing. But I, I mean, it like completely shifted my world. Um, and I started going to therapy pretty soon after. Um, and I actually think that's one of the best things that I've done for myself because I really, needed that to get through it. And I still need it, you know, to process like my illness and what I'm going through. Um, so obviously it's never a positive thing to lose someone, but just losing someone so unexpectedly um, and quickly that has the same illness that you have is just like earth shattering. Um, and she was the first person that I ever met with Lyme disease um, and kind of coached me through things that like I otherwise would have had no idea about. So I still think of her all the time. And I, you know, sometimes I like talk to her like a crazy person because I really, you know, still think she can hear me and she's watching over us. Um, but yeah, so I just, 
If you're going through something hard or you've lost someone or you have a new diagnosis, if I can get through it, you can get through it and we'll do it together. Um, so if you, if anyone out there like ever needs to chat, please reach out to me. I'm always here. Um, sorry to get kind of heavy there, but I just felt like I really needed to share that, um, with you. So I guess that is my life update. Um, and I will leave it at that and I will just now start wrapping up. So, um, just to reflect back, um, as I start building out in the limelight again, as a podcast, please, please let me know what you want to hear, or if there's anyone specific you would love to have on the podcast, um, and hear a conversation with, I am always open to suggestions and try my best to make them a reality for you because this is supposed to be a resource for everyone. Um, I also have some exciting news that I am starting an In the Limelight newsletter that will come out every two weeks and um, it'll just pop up in your inbox and it's going to be a mix of like patient stories and um, news related to, you know, Lyme disease and chronic illness and dysautonomia and, um, you know, policy around healthcare. Um, and then also like op-eds from patients and um, contributors like one of my friends, Danielle, has a blog, Heart of a Hostess. She is an amazing gluten and dairy-free cook and baker. So she's contributing um, a recipe every two weeks for you because I know it can be hard to find like Lyme diet-friendly recipes. So we're going to do our best on that. So if you want to um, subscribe to that, I will put the link in this um, bio for this episode and just simply click on it, enter your email and you'll get it every two weeks. Um, I mean, you can always also like send me your email and I can do it for you if you find it tricky. And then, um, yeah, so the rest of the season will be good. We're just going to have like some other patients on, um, some other advocates, hopefully some, um, experts in like healthcare and nutrition, Um, I'm working on getting someone on the podcast that relates to getting um, disability as someone with Lyme disease, which I know a lot of people struggle with but really need. So if there's any topics I'm missing, just let me know. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. So if you want to connect at all, my Instagram is AllieTeamResco. Just friendly reminders, stay strong, hang tough. We're going to get through this together. And um, I will see you in two weeks. So bye, guys.